5 o'clock in Pirate Country, and 94.3 The Game is going to get you home with the P-Man. In 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Lock it in, turn it up. It's time for the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game. This is the flagship station of the ECU Pirate. Welcome to my Christmas song. go a little too long but i've always dug uh, that song there so hey everybody welcome in merry christmas happy holidays to you patrick johnson show fresh edition for you here today boy it's a busy time as uh, we try to wrap up things before the holiday and then turn right around on monday and have bowl game coverage for you a big show geared towards that today i guess you could call it a pirate report that'll bring you uh comments uh from a guy named rocky thurston who's a greenville native paraton is the company that is the title sponsor of the military bowl rocky thurston played at rose high school and then air force played football there uh but he is a greenville guy he used to sell soft drinks inside of uh dowdy ficklin stadium or maybe when it was ficklin stadium back in the late 80s early 90s and uh was a guy that uh has greenville roots and uh, is very excited i'm sure about ecu being in the military bowl there a company that is a private or a, uh, a corporate and title sponsor of the uh, military bowl so we'll hear from him coming up. Also, Donnie Kirkpatrick, just minutes away. So stand by for that as we get things going here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Uh, I tell you what I want to do. I, we had some stuff with the ACC Network, all picking BC. We'll bring you that audio maybe for the Festivus episode tomorrow. Uh, and uh, just a quick reminder here, because I want to go ahead and get the first breaking, because we got so much to get in today. Uh, and uh, the big thing is... We've got coverage for you of the Military Bowl beginning Monday at 9 in the – rather, 7 in the morning on uh, Talk of the Town, 103.7 WTIB, 96.3 FM. Uh, we'll have uh, Talk of the Town live from Annapolis, Maryland. Big Hen will be there interviewing all of the uh, dignitaries with ECU Athletics. I'll be in the studios, and then I'll head over to Tiebreakers for an 11, 11 o'clock edition 
of Pirate Game Day Countdown. We'll be on the air two and a half hours leading into coverage of ECU and Boston College from the Military Bowl. Terrence Copper and I will have uh, that for you. Thanks to Bram and everybody out at uh, Tiebreakers for hosting us for this uh, bowl show as uh, we'll bring you Pirate Game Day Countdown. All right, uh, a break, and when we come back, we'll start to talk about that bowl and the Pirate offense with ECU Offensive Coordinator Donnie Kirkpatrick. As we go to break, caller five, you'll win four tickets to the Pirate Basketball Conference Opener next Wednesday, a week from tonight, against Wichita State at 7 o'clock. That's all going your way, a family four-pack of tickets. If you need an extra one or two, negotiate it with Ben. He'll work it out for you. So caller five, four tickets to the conference opener, Wichita State, next Wednesday night, the 29th, 7 o'clock, Williams Arena, Minji's Coliseum, the 9-3 and three Pirates take it on the Hoyt Shockers in the AAC opener. And uh, caller five at 252-561-GAME. That's 252-561-4263. Coming your way, Donnie Kirkpatrick, next. season get the latest on the carolina panthers as jim zoki from the panthers radio network joins the p-man bring on the good stuff universe this and every monday right here on 94.3 the game the flagship station for the ecu pirates i'm in the studio with my friend sprule alexander who is the senior vice president for town insurance and sprule people keep coming to town insurance tell us why henry it's really simple it's because of our insurance knowledge our product choices our ability to service our clients, and our community involvement. That's true. We see town insurance everywhere. But now let's talk about the choices. What kind of choices are there? What kind of insurance do you handle for people? Our choices are endless. No matter what kind of insurance that you may need, we can handle it for you. And we're talking about business. We're talking about health insurance. We're talking about home and auto, the whole gamut. Yes, sir. All right. So, folks, come to town. That's town insurance. And uh, tell us the telephone number they can reach you. 252-756-8300. And the website? Towninsurance.com. Town with an E. Got to put that E on the town. Folks, now is the time to come to town. Town insurance. Dear past, present, and future football watchers, football is back, just how you remembered it. Tailgates with an ice-cold Pepsi in hand, totally back. That between-play sprint to the fridge for more Pepsi is back, baby. (laughs) I really miss this. Anyways, consider this your official excuse for always putting football watching first, courtesy of Pepsi. That haircut appointment, your mom told us you look great, so you should probably reschedule. Seeing the in-laws for the first time in ages. It's been so long. Nope, sorry, Susan, not if it's on Sunday. Long story short, after the year we've all had, we think you could use a little football watching. So crack open a Pepsi and cheer your football watching face off. With love, Pepsi. Made for football watching. (sighs) That's what I like. This is Billy Parker from Parker's Barbecue. Did you know that we cater? Let us cater your next private event, church gathering, or backyard party. From traditional pick pickings to regular chopped barbecue, Parker's has anything you need. Parker's, where you're always treated like family. This year, U.S. Cellular is making a big deal out of the holidays. You can choose any phone from any brand free. That's right, any phone you see in our store is free. And get unlimited data for our best price of the season. Just $30 a month per line with four lines. Feel the locally grown joy from U.S. Cellular, America's locally grown wireless. Limited time offer. Terms apply. See uscellular.com for details. 
Now that life is returning to normal, we've found a lot of good things that came from the pandemic. One of them is not having to go to the wireless store anymore. The Cellular Warehouse team has been in the business of delivering phones to your home and office for 20 years. People found out about our free delivery service and they love the ease of getting a new phone, tablet, or hotspot. Call Toby Williams today at 252-799-7051 so you can start experiencing the joy of never going to a wireless store again. 252-799-7051. Cellular Warehouse, your local U.S. Cellular authorized agent. Greenville's number one sports show is back. Understand? Yeah, I understand. Now ready? Yeah, I'm ready. It's the Patrick Johnson Show on the flagship station of the ECU Pirates. 94.3 The Game. It is uh, the Patrick Johnson Show. A couple shopping days remaining. Really, yeah, yeah a couple. Uh, in tomorrow for our Festivus for the rest of us. And then uh, Fox Sports Radio on uh, Friday. And then coverage Monday of the bowl game, 11 o'clock, here with our Pirate Game Day countdown, fueled by Bush Light. ECU Offensive Coordinator Donnie Kirkpatrick on the uh, line right now as uh, we delve into uh, Pirate uh, football, the offensive uh, output of the season, the highs, the lows, also a look at Boston College. Coach, welcome to the program. Donnie K, just remember, Coach, the host that had your back here. You're on the show with the guy who who was uh, pro Donnie K this year, so it's great to have you on. Uh-huh. Well, I appreciate that. It's always good to be uh, supported out there, I guess, a little bit. Uh, we kind of <laughs> live in a bubble here, so we don't know what's going on out there. We're trying not to yeah. let that influence us either, either way, but uh, it's good to be talking to you today, that's for sure. Well, here's what I'll say, Donnie, and you know this. You've been here a, a long, long while uh, since Coach used to return, but also uh, in, uh, in times prior. This is a passionate fan base, and the fact that, uh, you know, maybe they maybe pick through things a little too much, that's what fans do. But at least they care. That's the thing I, you know, I always say about anybody when it comes to Pirate fans. By and large, at least they care. That's a good thing. I think it's definitely a great thing. Uh, you would not want to be employed uh, where nobody really cared. You know what I'm saying? Right. So if winning's not important, if doing well's not important, if not representing your area you know, nationally is important, then obviously it would not be a very good place to be be working. wouldn't be a good place to be playing either, you know what I'm saying, too. So football is a win sport. Uh, that's what it is. And we all knew that it was a rattlesnake when we picked it up. We got to this business. There's lots of other jobs that, that are just like that. So that's what it is. And so I'm sure, uh, you know, that there's some things sometimes that we would probably argue with about it in, in this profession. Uh, but because uh, you're out there in front of everybody, but uh, we're we're excited. We 
are making progress here. We're excited about that. We're not where we want to be yet, that's for sure, but we're just glad we're not where we were. Donnie Kirkpatrick, ECU Offensive Coordinator, joining us here on the Patrick Johnson Show. Let me ask you, at what point do you feel like that the offense started to come into stride this season? You know, I thought there were, there were different times. Uh, you know, the, the problem is we've been really good at times. We've just been inconsistent. I didn't think we got off to a great start, obviously, the first two games. You know, then I thought we started playing pretty well in there. Uh for, for a few games, and then we kind of, you know, dipped again a little bit. Sometimes it's it's matchups. Sometimes it's who you play. You know, we're still playing some teams that are pretty good, and I think that there really wasn't any game, you know, where we were overmatched with the exception of maybe just Cincinnati. So that's a good thing because a year ago and two years ago, there really was. We were trying to find ways just to stay on the field and stay in the game and make it competitive. We've closed the gap, I think, talent-wise. I think we've closed the gap with the culture and just the attitude now. We're just now looking for that more consistency, you know, uh, offensively. we we Our yards are way up. We're, we're really good in a lot of different categories. We, we're not scoring enough points, I don't think, yet, because we'd like to be a little bit higher scoring. But at the same time, that's not the main focus here. The main focus is is to win the game. We, we have a saying, the main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing, and that's just to win the game. So there are going to be some games where you can let it go a little bit more because you got to go score some points. That's like the Navy game. That's like the Marshall game. You know, it's a little bit like the, the Memphis game. You, you've got to go score points to win that game. There are other games when that's not the case. The case is you, you just got to make sure you outscore the other team. Maybe there are going to be defensive struggles. Maybe you got to play field position a little bit too. So we'd like to get it to the point where we could just let it roll all the time and just go out there and just, you know, score every time and not worry about the defense, how many plays they play. We're not to that point yet. But I think as we increase the talent level and as we increase, you know, uh, our confidence that we can do those things, those days are coming. Donnie Kirkpatrick, ECU Offensive Coordinator, is with us. Uh, what kind of shape is the offensive line in right now? Well, I think it's been a long, hard year. We, why we addressed it so hard in recruiting is that we've got to get more guys. We've got to get more bodies. We've got to get some guys that can stay healthy, that's for sure. So uh, it, it's a small group of about seven guys right now. They've got to kind of rotate in there that are healthy for this bowl game. Maybe an eighth. We have had some time to practice guys that have not gotten to play or not gotten to play very much. Uh, Isaiah Foote comes to mind. Yeah. He's a guy I think that will get to play a little bit more in this game than he's played all the year, you know, combined because he's had 10 to 12 practices, you know, without a game to, to get better and get some experience. So it has been good for that. So maybe we're up to about eight guys right now. But for the most part, uh, that's what we've got. Uh, Noah Henderson's been a guy who's fought a back injury all year. Was out for like 18 months. The the rest period, we we, we rested him more than anything else. Uh, down the end of the part of the year, like in the Memphis game, he couldn't play, uh, or the Navy game, he didn't get the chance to play because of the back and all that stuff. This rest period's been good for him, so I hope he'll be as healthy as he's been all year. Keaton Mitchell had a huge year, over 1,100 yards, first-team all-conference, and the ability that he showed in the SMU game, uh, and obviously Rajay Harris had a marvelous year last year, and he had a solid year this year. But with Keaton Mitchell's emergence on the scene, to me, I I guess you and and the other offensive coaches had to know you had something pretty special. Yeah, I think we thought that when we signed them and we we recruited them uh, that that they both were going to be that good. We didn't know how 
how quickly that would happen. You never know when they'll make that transition uh, to playing college football at the level they need to play at. There, there are some things that running back that you you don't have to do in high school, like pass protect, for example. You, it's not quite the physical. The guys aren't quite as big and fast, and you know, the, not as many guys get to the ball and make those tackles because you're able to get away from those guys or over or run over some other guys. So there's there's some adjustment to it. Um, but uh, you know, Raji had the bigger year last year. He was just maybe a little more ready. He was coming out of a bigger high school. Maybe had played against a little bit stiffer competition. Was a little bit more used to that. He know we knew had the ability. We could see it in the practices. We saw it in the preseason. The smaller back he'd gotten a little more banged up though, going just through his first college practices. Uh, as it came back through spring, we could see Keaton was getting his confidence up. He's got breakaway speed. Obviously, he gave us that this year with some big plays, hitting some home runs from all over, over the field. But he's got other skills, too. He's a, he's a small back that, that likes running the ball inside because uh, he's got great tempo. He knows how to set his blockers up. Raji probably will look like he had the sophomore slump season to a lot of people, but he really didn't. He played well. He just didn't have the longer runs this year. We really look like to look forward to, to to a bright next couple of years with those two guys. I know there was some thinking that you might get a chance to work Pop McKay in a little bit uh, to the bowl game in particular, but I, I understand he's a little banged up. Yeah, he's been banged up now for about three or four weeks, and that that's a little bit of a disappointment. So we've we've tried to rest him up for the first couple of weeks here of the bowl practices. He's coming back now a little bit. A little out of shape though and I don't know it's kind of the hamstring deal and when you're a runner that's a hard thing to ever get to to get healed up until you just really take a longer period of time also in this game if we go to the third backs uh I doubt it would be him mm-hmm. it, it might be Lorenzo Dore or Macy O'Donnell who has played some slot receiver and has played as a backup running back in practice We'll probably get that third roll, it looks like right now, if we have to go to a third back. Military Bowl is set for 2.30 on Monday, and uh, we will have our coverage beginning at 11 that morning here on 94.3 The Game. Coverage actually begins uh, with uh, Henry and his show, Talk of the Town at the uh, the hotels in Annapolis uh, before the game. He'll be talking with Pirate fans, but we'll be on the air with our coverage here on 94.3 The Game at 11. Uh, Coach Donnie Kirkpatrick, ECU Offensive Coordinator, is on the line with us. Uh, Coach, uh, different receivers, nine different receivers caught a touchdown pass this year. That's kind of an ideal circumstance, I'd have to imagine, right? You know, it's a good situation to be in, though, I think, when you can throw the ball to different people because I think you're harder to defend that way. Now, it's also nice to have a a superstar that you can depend on all the time and, uh, you know, be able to – to count on in, 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 in every game. Uh, but I like that we're able to spread the ball around and be able to, you know, make it harder to defend us. You know, the emergence, I think, of Ryan Jones has been really, really good for us. He really caught fire the second part of the season. Just him learning the system a little bit and being able to work himself in. And, uh, you know, you, you get C.J. back and you always got Snead and those guys. So, uh you know, it's a it's a good problem to have. You're trying to figure out you don't have the one ball, but how can you get it to everybody? Do you think uh, with C.J. Johnson, I mean, he, he showed some flashes again this year. With him, is the, the book on him that, I mean, you just grab him if you're the opponent? I mean, it, just, it seems like 
it's the old thing, I guess, Big East basketball. These certain teams used to just, back in the day, they keep fouling. Eventually, the officials aren't going to call the fouls. They're going to get sick of calling fouls. And I, I is that the case? Like yeah, that. I mean, is I that the case with the defenders? Yeah, yeah, the defenders are going to – they can't call hold hold on us every time when dealing with him. Is it a lot of that? It, it, it really is, and I, we, we feel like he's a physical player. And, uh, you know, I think other people realize they can kind of – take advantage of that he's not going to separate as much. And, and, and you know what, I, I think you're, you're dead on. They're only going to call it so many times, and I think people are probably taking advantage of that. Tyler Sneed winds up in all-conference selection, rightfully so. I don't want to say Tyler had a quiet year, but, you know, he also got a lot of attention this year, so there had to be kind of creative ways to get him involved. You know, he's, he's, a, he's a great player, and he's always going to give you every ounce and everything that he's got. Um People do scheme him a little bit, I think. You know, he is a smaller kind of guy. Some guys have tried to get up in his face. They try to press him. They've played some guys over the top. So you do. You've got to move him around. We've tried to do that, put him in different formations. we tried to motion him a little bit. We're going to have to do that against Boston College for sure because I know they got a nickel back that's got good reach, and he's long, and he's physical, and we're expecting them to try to do a little bit like what Central Florida did to him last year, put a guy up on him and try to disrupt his routes right from the beginning. We got Pirate Offensive Coordinator Donnie Kirkpatrick on the show. We're going to have more with Donnie coming up, another segment with uh, DK. So uh, he's going to hang the line with us here. We're going to talk about Holton Aylers. That'll be next segment. Right now, Ben Byram is going to talk about what's going on in the world of sports. Lots of craziness going on. And uh, some more bowl game action later on tonight. Here's Ben. Thanks, Patrick. All right, it's bowl season. We have a little bit of a predicament going on with the Gator Bowl. Texas A&M has pulled out, so Wake Forest is looking for a new opponent in that game. Some schools that have already played in the bowl game are inquiring about the opportunity. So far, the front runners to be included in the Gator Bowl include Marshall, who lost the bowl game just a couple days ago to Louisiana, and Illinois, who only had five wins on the season. It was also revealed that there's a new policy this year for the college football playoffs that introduces the possibility of a new champion being crowned if a team has to back out due to COVID issues. Meanwhile, from the Carolina Panthers, it's a cluster. Quarterback Sam Darnold has been activated from IR and is it is practicing with the team. They're expected to take that weird two-quarterback approach in their next game like they have had have been doing with Cam Newton and P.J. Walker. Meanwhile, elsewhere in the league, Jets head coach Robert Salah and Ed, Eagles head coach Nick Sirianni both have tested positive for COVID-19. And after signing a contract with the Bucks, running back Le'Veon Bell revealed in a press conference that he's contemplating, he was contemplating a pro boxing career and wrapping up from college basketball earlier today. Texas, 16th ranked Texas won their game earlier today. Excuse me, 16th ranked Texas defeated ASU Hornets 68-48 earlier today and 25th ranked Texas Tech defeated Eastern Washington 78-46 and we have a bowl game later tonight as Missouri takes on Army in the Armed Forces Bowl that all kicks off at 8. That's going to do it for your 94th of the game sports update. I'm Ben Barham. 
online or on the go, log on to our brand new website, 943thegame.com, to listen to The Patrick Johnson Show weekdays at 5. It might be crap, but we love it. <laughs> or tell your smart speaker to stream 94.3 The Game to take us anywhere you are at any time. Finally, Greenville has a new PT's Grill. PT's Old Fashioned Grill is open on Greenville Boulevard across from Ashley Furniture. With burgers, fries, chicken sandwiches, salads, even two vegan burgers. PT's Old Fashioned Grill uses fresh, never-frozen beef and chicken, plus their famous hand-cut fries are prepared daily for each meal. They also have hand-squeezed lemonade and local beers on tap. For lunch or dinner, check out PT's Old Fashioned Grill on Greenville Boulevard in Greenville, and you'll understand what all the excitement is about. Finally, we're back to traveling for the holiday season. Save time, fly local at flypgv.com. Whether you're flying to see family or having a family vacation, Pitt Greenville Airport and American Airlines can get you to Charlotte, then anywhere on the map. Save holiday time by parking right at the PGV terminal. Save time with short lines and ticketing and security. Save time by not driving an hour and a half to a big city airport. Check out the competitive rates offered at aa.com and support your local Pitt Greenville Airport this holiday season. Starting OMG, hey, it's been forever. I'm so ready to see North Carolina and turn right in 52 miles onto the Blue Ridge Parkway for epic views. Then continue ahead on Highway 12 and hit the beach and take exit 33 for a city excursion with museums, games, concerts. Sorry, I'm just so excited. Everyone could use some adventure. Get back to a better place at visitnc.com. Sponsored by the NC Association of Broadcasters and Visit NC, a part of the Economic Development Partnership of North Carolina in cooperation with this station. The award-winning Pirate Game Day Countdown, the Bowl Edition. Boy, it's nice to say that, isn't it? Coming your way Monday. Hi, everybody. Patrick Johnson here. Join us as we'll be originating our broadcast from the original tiebreakers. Terrence Copper and myself getting you ready for ECU taking on Boston College in the Military Bowl from Annapolis, Maryland. The countdown is on, and we'll bring it to you. It's fueled by Bush Light. Pirate Game Day Countdown right here, 11 a.m. Monday on 94.3 The Game. One in three adults has pre-diabetes. One in three. That means it could be you, your football buddy, your football buddy, or you, your best man, your worst man, you, your dog walker, your cat jogger. While one in three adults has pre-diabetes, with early diagnosis, pre-diabetes can be reversed. Take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. That's doihaveprediabetes.org. Wait, did they just say one in three adults has pre-diabetes? That's 33.33333% of adults. That means it could be me, my boss, or my boss's boss, or me, my favorite sister, or my other sister. That's seven members of my 21-person romantic book club. <gasps> Wait, the one in three could be me, my karaoke partner Carol, or ugh, my karaoke enemy Jeff. I'm going to take the risk test at doihaveprediabetes.org. Brought to you by the Ad Council and its pre-diabetes awareness partners. Pirates, Panthers, the P-Man. Oh, my. More of the Patrick Johnson Show on 94.3 The Game right now. More of the Patrick Johnson Show here for you on this uh, midweek edition. Hump day all downhill from here. couple days till uh, Christmas. Thanks for being with us. Bowl game. Military Bowl. Monday in Annapolis, Maryland. ECU 
three-point dog as they prepare to take on Boston College. We're going to get into uh, what uh, problems that the BC defense could present to uh, East Carolina uh, and its offense. Donnie Kirkpatrick on the line with us uh, here. Uh, reminder, we'll be back tomorrow for our final show before Christmas. Still working, still slaving away over a hot microphone. Our Ben and myself, so uh, we'll catch you tomorrow. Right now, uh, Donnie Kay, Pirate Offensive Coordinator, is on the line uh, with us uh, here. We are into the second segment of this award-winning interview, not because of my massive talent, but because of uh, Coach and, and the great interview subject he is. So we're, we're deep into this thing here, uh, Coach Kirkpatrick, and we're now finally kind of talking about Holden Aylers. I think that violates some kind of rules somewhere. I'm not sure, but I do want to talk to you a little bit about uh, the season that uh, Aylers had, but also the decision to come back. Obviously, it's a good thing when you have a quarterback who's got a ton of experience under his belt back in the fold for next season. You, you know, you you got to always feel good about having an experienced quarterback back because everything's going to start with, with your quarterback and how you do. And so uh, we, we, we've got a good quarterback room. We've got some other guys. And I think, you know, I'm like everybody else. We're, we're dying to see what those guys can do. But you, you would never want to – Get not have the opportunity to have a guy like Holt Naylor's, who's what is he twentieth in the nation in passing right now, and we still feel like he can play a lot better. He feels like he can play a lot better, so I think that uh, that's going to give us a lot of confidence going into next year because we're going to be you know with more experience, and if nothing's more important than having experience at the quarterback position. Where did he start to really get dialed in this year in your mind? You know. I think probably maybe the third game uh, would be it. Like I say, we thought I thought he actually played pretty good in the first game. I didn't think we played very good around him mm-hmm. in the first game, and I think he had a chance. You know, we had a we had to have a hail mary pass called back. He had a sixty three yard run called back, but a ridiculous holding penalty. He had another touchdown pass that was called back after there was a right, yeah. definitely a late hit after the play. So it still should have been a touchdown. Uh, so, you know, I thought he was really probably played better than, than we played around him. I thought he had a tough game against South Carolina. Outstanding defense. i got to give them some credit for that. But I didn't think I did a very good job of maybe getting him in a situation where we could have gotten him some, some better throws or maybe some, some better runs. But after that, I thought he really started to play well. You know, we, we were streaky. Like I say, the big thing we're going to improve on is just being more consistent offensively. We won three in a row. Then we had the losing streak. Then we won four in a row. So we won a seven-game season. We did them all in streaks. And so we were just good enough to win seven games, which is a huge improvement for what it's been here. Mm -hmm. But, again, it's nowhere near what we're hoping to do or what we're expecting to do from here into the future. What do you – I mean, this might not be the the time to bring it up, but, I mean, as far as what – in your mind, Aylers needs to, to do going into next season. You know, there's a bowl game, there's well, those preps, but I mean, you know, obviously after that, it's it's the off season, and we're working towards the next year in spring ball. Well, what we're working on with him is still improving his body and, and his quickness and his explosiveness too. You think at his age, you know, you might not be he's working on that as much, but but we really are. We're trying to do that. We're still working on his uh, his throwing technique a little bit. It's changed a lot over the years, and we think it's still an area that he can improve on that will increase his velocity on the ball and it'll make him a little bit more accurate. I think the other thing that, that he's doing better, but we want to continue to do better, is just not to force things. 
when when things are going good and we're getting guys open and we're protecting him, he's shredding defenses, and that's great. He's really good at that. When we're not playing well, the defense is playing well, or we're getting bad field position, we're just getting some things where we get behind, Holton has a tendency to think, well, I just got to do this all myself. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I got to yeah. put the team on my back. And he's always been told he's that guy. Everybody wants to be that guy and be that legend and do that. And sometimes he just tries to do too much. And in place of that helping us, sometimes it hurts us. Is there – I want to be as fair and ask you this as possible. Donnie Kirkpatrick, EC Offensive Coordinator. Is there some concern what Mason Garcia may or may not do? I mean, he ended up getting in a play – the Houston game in a game that he may not have wound up in, so he burns the red shirt. He came in heralded. Ehlers is coming back. I mean, is there any – maybe it's not the appropriate time. Uh, maybe you guys haven't got this far with him. But, I mean, hell, we this is a whole new world, <laughs> college football at the portal and, and everything else going on. But, I mean, what, what, would you, well, what would you say to Pirate fans now who have you know, said, what does this mean for, for Mason Garcia's future? Well, I think they probably should just relax a little bit. I think if there is been any concern, it might have been maybe more because people get in these kids' ears and they start telling them what they think they need to do, and these are people that probably are not qualified to tell these kids what they need to do. So, uh, you know, quarterbacks sometimes have to be patient. They have to wait. He's going to have a bright future here. He's ready to play. There's no question about it. I think at any moment he could he could take off and be our starting quarterback. We did think about redshirting him this year. It became very close. Uh, probably wouldn't have put him in the game in Houston if we would have thought Houghton was going to come back, but we had gotten some information. We thought he was probably done, for the, at least for the game. Right. So we ended up putting him in, and that probably led to that. And then we thought, well, we need to go ahead and just play him anyhow. Who knows? You may get hurt later right, in, right. in your career. Well, and and I'm not trying to be critical of that. Yeah, year. And I'm not criticizing that so, decision. You had to have a quarterback in that instance. So, I mean, I, I'm not no, criticizing we, we that, but yeah. yeah. I, yeah. No, I know you're not. We, we could have put another quarterback in for one play if we would have known that. But, you know, the one the thing is, the world has changed. College football has changed. The the number one thing we do now in recruiting is recruit our own players. The transfer portal has changed everything. Everybody wants instant success. They want instant, you know, uh, playing time. They want to they want to do good. I understand that. I was that way as a young man. We're still that way today, uh, you know. But uh, you know, Mason seems very happy to to us. I see him on a daily basis. He continues to improve. And as we always tell him, you know, you're one snap away from being the guy. You look at the guy at Alabama last year. Uh, you know, he had to wait a long time to be the quarterback at Alabama. It was well worth the wait. Yeah, it worked out for him. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, we just left the school, James Madison, where Cole Johnson, who now is getting a chance to play and has become one of the all-time great quarterbacks in the school history there, and they've had a couple pretty good quarterbacks. Uh, he had to wait his time. He played behind Brian Shore, and we played for two national championships. Thought he was going to be the starting quarterback. The next year, Ben DiNucci transfers in. Ben DiNucci's a backup for the Cowboys now. So, obviously, got to be the quarterback for two years, and Cole had to wait two more years. Luckily, with the COVID, he got a sixth year, and he was the starter there for two years and holds a lot of records now. Yeah. So, sometimes you just have to be patient. But, again, it, you never know what's going to happen. And Mason knows that, and he has to prepare every week like he's the starting quarterback. I feel like we were up to our eyeballs of recruiting last week. We talked to you on the TV program, which I appreciated uh, you doing greatly. Uh, just touch on that before we get into BC here a little bit. Um, 
the recruiting is not done for ECU, uh, and the portal factors uh, in a huge way in that, I have to imagine. Well, recruiting's year around now, 365 days. And uh, you do have two signing periods, so we still have another one to go just right. in this right. recruiting class. And so we will continue to try to fill out the roster. We do have a number of scholarships left, and those things are ever-changeable, too. Like you say, with the portal, you could have more tomorrow than, than you do today. So we will continue to do that. We'd still like to get another offensive lineman or two. We'd like to get probably another receiver. Uh, maybe even a tight end, and then I know they have some some needs on defense that they'd like to fill too. Yeah, uh, let's talk BC. Uh, you know, great start for them. Then they uh, lost their quarterback two and six in the ACC. Finished the year six and six. Uh, seems like they're getting healthy. This is a defense you've already alluded to some of their personnel. Uh, hard to score against. Hard to throw the football against them. What do you see on film? Well, I see a big physical defense that's very multiple. Uh, they are very, very good against the pass. Uh, I think fourth in the nation, you know, statistically, first in the ACC. Uh, I see a team that can stop the run as well. If they've got a weakness, they have given up some big runs uh, in some games because, you know, if you look at 100 plays of them, they're really good on 90 of them, uh, which is very efficient. But then they've given up 10 big plays, so that's why the stats may not look as good versus their rush defense as it does their pass defense. But they have DBs that play man coverage, get in your face. That is a concern of ours. Uh, they're long arm. They're very physical overall. And they're very multiple. When you look at them, uh, they were really dynamite on third down. Now, I think they had three games where the opponents converted a high percentage, 50-plus. But yeah. they were really good on third down. Pirates had some issues on third down this year. Now, the way the game is, you go for it on fourth down in a lot of instances. That's, that's part of the game plan yeah. now, let's face it. But when you look at those late downs against BC, do you, do you all feel like, okay, here's some areas we could exploit them? And, and it, it obviously depends on you know down and distance, but is this a game where you certainly will take four downs to, to, get, to get the first? I would think so. You know, we've done it quite a bit this year. We've been really good on fourth down. I think that we've sequenced is what we call it. We've kind of went with the analytical deal, the modern day type of the game, uh, where you have four downs to, to do it. So you call the game a little bit differently on third down. And sometimes you don't make as many on third down because you're not trying to necessarily m- not make it. You still want to make it, but you are trying to put yourself into where it's more fourth and makeable, uh, more often. It's a bowl game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's really. No reason to hold back. Why would you not do that? Now, we'll play to win the game. Coach will get a feel for that. We'll, we'll use the analytics, but he'll use his gut feeling for how the game's going. Some of that's field position. Like you say, some of that's time on the clock. Right. You know, and some of it's just how we get in there and we figure out how we match up against them. One thing that's interesting or nerve-wracking to us right now is that we've never played them. So when you haven't played a team, yeah, yeah. you just totally don't know. You got the film, but you don't really know how you're going to match up with them uh, like you do with teams that you've played before. So we'll, we'll have to get in there and kind of get a feel for that. All right, let me ask you this. Have you worked on all these trick plays? Are we going to see some trick plays? You can go on the record now well, you know, and tell us you're going to run trick plays. In a bowl game, in a bowl game you know, you should, you should have some. No yeah, question. We yeah. have a ton of them. You know, we've used some of them. Some of them have worked. Some of them have not worked. 
Uh, you'd like to get a couple of big plays out of some of those things. You're not going to beat a team like Boston College right. on defense just by tricking them, though. Right. You're going to have to go in there and execute and stay ahead of the chains and just go beat some one-on-one coverage, break some tackles, you know, block some blitzes. But, yeah, hopefully we can find a wrinkle or two that might give us an advantage. When you run a trick play to a, a touchdown, I want you to harken back to this interview because I'm sure that'll be what'll be on your mind. Is hey, I told That's Patrick exactly on the radio. On. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll it, give you a shout out. Yeah, give me a shout out. I need one. All right, hey, it's All great right. to talk to you. I appreciate it. Uh, we always love having you on. We wish we could have you on more, but uh, love talking to you. And uh, a very very happy holiday, Merry Christmas, good luck in the bowl game, and uh, we'll see you afterwards. All right, thank you guys. We appreciate you. Interesting stuff from Donnie Kirkpatrick there. Lots of, uh, I think, lots of good analysis. Look, the offense got better as the year went on, and it's no coincidence they won four in a row. Offense was playing better. Aylers, uh, you know, kind of a lackluster first couple games, but then he got his act together. Nobody, I've said this all along, nobody wants to win ECU football games any worse than Holton Aylers does. He is a competitor. He has a, a lot of the burden of the success of this program on his shoulders. Uh, and uh, I think he takes a lot of arrows. Could some of it be a little self-inflicted? You know, I again, I, I'm still a little puzzled to what happened a couple weeks ago and, and what was behind it. But, you know, I, I, think, I think by and large, Ehlers' intentions are good. He was out there at halftime of the basketball game yesterday firing up the crowd. So the Pirates in the Military Bowl, thanks to Donnie Kirkpatrick for taking a few minutes uh, with us. Speaking of the Military Bowl, it is brought to you by uh, a company, Paraton, and uh, one of its uh, leaders in its industry is a guy who not only played in the Air Force Academy, but is from Greenville, Rocky Thurston. We'll hear from him coming up after this Patrick Johnson show. is coming up on your flagship home of the ECU Pirates. We are very anxious to know how far the broadcast is reaching. 94.3 The Game. And 94.3thegame.com. The new Ace Hardware is open in Greenville at the corner of Charles Boulevard and Fire Tower Road. So get ready, Greenville, for great customer service. The new Ace Hardware features great grills from Traeger, Weber, Big Green Egg, and more. Plus, name brand tools like Husqvarna, Milwaukee, DeWalt, Craftsman, and the new Ego line. The new Ace also has a full line of Benjamin Moore paints. Get ready, Greenville. The new Ace Hardware store is open. Come see them at the corner of Charles and Fire Tower in the old Rite Aid location. This is David Hollinger, managing partner of Greenville, North Carolina's Texas Roadhouse. Looking for a gift opportunity with no supply chain issues? Give a Texas Roadhouse gift card this season. Texas Roadhouse is offering you a special opportunity. For every $30 purchase of gift cards, you will receive a $5 coupon. For every $100 purchase of gift cards, you will receive a $20 coupon. Also, inquire about designing your own gift card from Texas Roadhouse. And here's more good news from Texas Roadhouse. Your favorite restaurant is opening for lunch for the holidays. Texas Roadhouse will have special hours starting December 24th through New Year's Eve. That's right. That week you can enjoy Texas Roadhouse for lunch and our great meals during the day until New Year's Eve. Texas Roadhouse special hours will begin noon every day from December 24th through New Year's Eve. We will be closed Christmas Day so our employees can spend the day with their families. 
Otherwise, we're looking forward to seeing you and your family at Texas Roadhouse for our special lunch hours beginning at noon, December 24th. It's going to change. I promise you. As I stand here, it will change. Okay, and when it does, that stadium, it's going to be rocking, and heaven help whoever walks in there to play us. Pirate fans, this is head football coach Mike Houston. The Pirates are headed back to a bowl game for the first time since 2014. We want you to share this experience with us. Join us on December the 27th as we take on Boston College in the Military Bowl in Annapolis, Maryland. Get your tickets today at ecupirates.com. Go Pirates. And I can promise you, there will be no quarter, ever. Adopt U.S. Kids presents What to Expect When You're Expecting. A teenager learning the lingo. Today I'm going to help parents translate teen slang. Now, when a teen says something is on fleek, it's exactly like saying, that's rad. It simply means that something is awesome or cool. Another one is totes. It's exactly like saying, totally, just shorter. As in, I totes love going to the mall with Becca. Another word you might hear is jelly. Jelly is a shorter, better way to say jealous. As in, Chloe, I am like so jelly of your unicorn phone case. You don't have to speak teen to be a perfect parent. Thousands of teens in foster care will think you're, um, rad just the same. To learn more, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council. Now, the stunning conclusion of the show. It's the P-Man here on 94.3 The Game. The Military Bowl is coming up Monday. Our coverage will actually begin on our sister station, Talk 103.7 WTIB and the new Talk 96.3. Talk of the town from 7 to 9. I'll be in the studios in Greenville here. Uh, but uh, the Big Hen will be up at the Graduate Hotel in Annapolis, Maryland. Uh, we'll have John Gilbert on. We'll have the Double R Express. Ryan Robinson will be on. The big guy, Matt Maloney. All kinds of folks will be on from the hotel that day. And we're looking forward to having them uh, with us as we'll have our coverage for you. Uh, part of that uh, from 7 to 9, and then we'll take over at 11 a.m. right here on our Pirate Game Day countdown from Tiebreakers. Looking forward to being out there with Bram Anderson and uh, company at uh, Tiebreakers, the original Tiebreakers. And uh, hope you'll come by and join Terrence Copper and myself and our entire crew as we get ready for Pirate Football uh, in the Military Bowl, taking on Boston College. Rocky Thurston is a Greenville native. He is also... One of the executives in the company that is the title sponsor for the Military Bowl, uh, Paraton. And so uh, earlier today on Talk of the Town, Henry Hinton, the Big Hen, the Hall of Famer, had a chance to talk with uh, Rocky Thurston, native of Greenville, guy who sold sodas in the stadium uh, here in Greenville, Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Anyway, uh, Henry asked him about the company and about... uh, the organization's involvement in the military bowl. But we started out finding exactly what is Paraton. It's a large federal contractor. And by what I mean by that is we, our clients are the U.S. military. They are uh, federal government agencies. Um, we have 20,000 employees. And uh, we do everything from high-end consulting work for those 
government agencies to developing their systems um, to support the military or, you know, maybe back-end systems like, um, I don't know, one of the systems we're developing right now is the online online passport renewal system for the Department of State that allows you uh. to renew your passport. Those types of things are is, is what we do. And uh, my business for Periton um, supports nearly all of what we call the federal civilian agencies. Everything other than um, our our Department of Defense is what I what I do. So, um, yeah, proud to support a company like this that gives back to our country, and um, you know that's why we decided to sponsor the the military bowl. And you played in the military bowl as uh, when you were at Air Force. So you, you I, I bet you had a lot to do with the sponsorship. Did you <laughs> did you work with the military bowl well, folks to set this up? Uh, I, well, I did work with the military bowl folks, but um, I actually did. I'm a little bit older than the military bowl itself. Um, prior to the military bowl, there was which is still in existence is the, is the Liberty Bowl, and I played in the Liberty Bowl. Oh, um, and then yes, and then uh, I was fortunate enough to be a graduate assistant at the Air Force Academy, and I coached in the Copper Bowl. I got gotcha. you. So um, yeah, I'm pretty familiar with the bowl environment and. Um, there's there's some friends of mine up here who are on the board of the military bowl, um, and uh, you know that close association with the military and football um, garnered a lot of interest from me and from our company. Now, did you leave Greenville and go straight to the Air Force Academy? I did. I did. Um, did you play? Yeah, Ro- did you play football uh, at Rose High? Rose High School. That's right. No kidding. How about that? What, um, what what year yeah. for those of people listening that might want to kind of place I, themselves? With? I graduated. Yeah, I graduated in nineteen ninety one, so a few decades back. I think um, I've been right there with my son. Uh, yeah, right around the time, same time frame. Um, so Chip Williams was the head football coach at the time. Oh yeah, sure. Um, you know, RV was still there. <laughs> RV was the. You say RV was still RV. there? RV's going to be there forever. He's still there now. <laughs> I know, I know. The great Ronald now. Vincent, yeah. He's yeah. There. yeah um, I was very fortunate to play for, for RV and Chip. And, um, yeah, so I had an opportunity to play at a service academy. Um, they, they, you know, I took several trips to Naval Academy in West Point and Air Force. And, um, you know, I, I, since I was, I'd say, in second grade, Going to Sadie Salter Elementary School, <laughs> yeah. I had pictures of airplanes on my wall. Oh, so you always and wanted I, to be I in the Air Force? I did. Yeah, I did. Great, and so, and uh, uh, and, and you know, I understand that you grew up going to ECU games, and you even sold soft right. drinks in the stands. Is that is that part true? <laughs> <laughs> that is absolutely true. I'm, I I think I made. Uh, I remember making a quarter for every soda that I sold. <laughs> Oh, and I've gosh. come home <laughs> with, you know, pockets full of quarters, <laughs> you know, thinking I'd hit it rich. <laughs> <laughs> from selling, from selling soft sister, drinks in the... Yeah, my, go ahead. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, my sister, I uh, remember, handed out programs. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, at games. Yeah, so we were... So from you know, there to the president uh, of Periton, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a pretty interesting ride. 
talk about the, well, talk about the transition uh, now that you're in the private sector. I know you're a military contractor company, but talk about the transition from uh, a military life to civilian life and your rise to president of this division of Paraton. When I got out of the academy, I was a graduate assistant football coach. The Air Force said, you know, you need to get into a, a uh, direct military role. So I became an engineer um, in the Air Force, and I went to night school and got a graduate degree. And um, I went after I served my time, um, I looked for, for jobs. And uh, we knew we wanted to come back to the East Coast. Um, but there are a lot, a lot of opportunities in the Washington, D.C. area. And uh, I was fortunate to be recruited by a lot of companies and uh, landed in this government-contracted community. Uh, you know, the, the, this community that supports the military from a contracting perspective searches for uh, veterans. And um, because I was a veteran, I was, I was sought after, and I, I had that opportunity and, and landed in a good job, and I just kind of progressed uh, through my career and took on more and more responsibility, and uh, that's sort of how I ended up where I am today. It's got to be a thrill for you to have ECU come into the uh, military bowl. When I first learned of it, I, I I was you know extremely excited about it. Never thought in my wildest dreams that something like this would come together. I mean, it's so ironic to 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 be in a position to sponsor that event and to have my home team. You know, come and play. Now, tell um, the truth. Did I you have anything to do with ECU getting the invitation? No, 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 no. Shoot, <laughs> man, they had such a great, great year, and they they did it themselves, right? I mean, <laughs> well, there, team, there was a lot of talk uh, about where we were going to go, though, whether we were going to go there or maybe one of the Florida Bowls or maybe even down to Myrtle Beach, and so. Uh, you know, we went to the yeah. military bowl. One of the, I think we were in the th- second or third one. We played Maryland when it was over at RFK, and I'm glad they're playing in, in Annapolis mm-hmm. now. It's a much better setting. <laughs> I think we'll have a much better well, experience. I think it, what did it? Oh yeah. Um, so we went to the ECU Navy game in Annapolis. Oh, you did. And yeah. I mean, Kitt County showed up in force yeah. <laughs> to that to that game, and they they won a big game and. I think the the, uh, the military bowl board saw that showing and said, "We got to have this this crew back up here." Well, hey, I look forward to meeting you when we're up there. Thank you for taking the time to be on with us I this fly. morning. I'm sure it's a thrill for a lot of hometown folks to hear you this morning. A shout out to to that crowd. I uh, I love where I came from. I love my roots. And uh, hey, go Pirates! All right, thank you, Rocky. Rocky All Thurston, right. who is the president of the Citizen Security and Public Services Sector for the company Paraton, which is the corporate sponsor for the military bowl. That was pretty cool. Yeah, indeed it was. Thanks to uh, Henry Hinton, Talk of the Town, for uh, that interview with uh, Greenville native J.H. Rose alum, United States Air Force Academy alum, Rocky Thurston, uh, part of Paraton, which is the uh, group that's the title sponsor of the military bowl. Again, uh, our coverage on Monday for 94.3 The Game. It's all brought to you by Bushlight, and it begins with our... Uh, coverage on talk of the town from the graduate hotel seven to nine on talk 103 7 wtib and uh, the new talk 96.3 will be on the air terrence copper and i from tiebreakers the original tiebreakers 94.3 the game pirate game day countdown and thanks to the great folks at bush light 
uh, for sponsoring not only our pregame show coverage with Pirate Game Day Countdown, but also uh, thanks to them for their sponsorship of uh, our bowl coverage for the Military Bowl here in uh, 2021. All right, uh, we will be back tomorrow. Final uh, episode before Christmas. And uh, we'll work some time in off next week for uh, for everybody. Uh, just a lot going on with basketball and also with uh, football happening as well. The bowl game, lots of excitement around that. We appreciate Donnie Kirkpatrick for taking a few minutes with us. Good to hear from him today. And as always, thanks to Ben Byron for the job he does. Back at it tomorrow. Hope you have a great rest of your evening. And thanks for tuning in on this uh, Wednesday uh, to the Patrick Johnson Show. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, gang. Patrick Johnson here. Join us as we'll be originating our broadcast from the original tiebreakers. Terrence Copper and myself getting you ready for ECU taking on Boston College.